All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey. Live every weekday at noon Eastern. Welcome in a January 18th edition of Daily Faceoff Live. Tyler Uremchuk and Mike McKenna with you for 30 minutes of straight hockey talk. Mike, how are you? How'd you enjoy the games last night? Well, I uh, I enjoyed them immensely. And we got a couple of them on the docket here we're going to talk about. But I thought it was a pretty entertaining night across the board. And just enjoying a nice rainy day here in the middle of the United States. Hope you're doing well, Tyler. Yes, I am. And uh, yeah, a lot of great hockey games played last night, yet that is not the dominant storyline from the NHL. So let's throw two minutes and 30 seconds up on the clock and start with Ivan Provorov. Last night was the pride night for the Philadelphia Flyers. And before puck drop, there was a lot of talk that, wow, Ivan Provorov is being healthy scratched. He's not on the ice for warmups for the Philadelphia Flyers. They were wearing their Pride Night jerseys. Ivan Provorov opted not to wear one, so the Flyers said, you can't take warm-up. He then still played in the game, and it was our Frank Saravalli who actually broke the story that Provorov was not on the ice for warm-ups because he did not want to wear the Flyers' Pride Night jerseys. And this has stewed up quite the conversation, Mike. Before I get your take on it, uh, let's throw up the NHL statement that they released earlier today about their Hockey is for Everyone initiative in response to this saying, Hockey is for Everyone is the umbrella initiative under which the league encourages clubs to celebrate the diversity that exists in their respective markets. The statement goes on to add that clubs decide whom to celebrate, when and how, with league counsel and support. Players are free to decide which initiatives to support, and we continue to encourage their voices and perspectives on social and cultural issues. So a fairly middle-of-the-road stance 
from the NHL when it comes to this, Mike. And I suppose they're just taking the route of, hey, we can't condemn a player for wanting to not support this. What are your thoughts on what played out and what happened with Provorov? Well, to me, this is just a simple case of a player that in his eyes is standing, he's not standing up. I think he's probably had enough of when it comes to uh, Pride Nights and other things that go directly against his religion. You know, Provorov's from the Russian Orthodox Church, and they, I mean, that church has officially condemned homosexual relations and their problems, uh, problems of bioethics sections of teachings, okay? Like, it, they denounce any propaganda of homosexuality, and that's, I, I can't think of any other way that that would be taken if you're Provorov of wearing a you know, a pride Jersey is being propaganda in the eyes of his church. So, I mean, listen, this is happening in America, North America, where freedom of a religion is a real thing and players have a right to choose to do what they want, but that doesn't keep the player from facing ramifications. You know, if you're Provorov, what team at this point is going to want to deal with the headache of now facing a backlash from a certain section of a fan base, which to me is rightful. Like I, I wouldn't want to support a player who, openly doesn't in my eyes even though he said he respects people of that uh, you know lgbt lgbtq yeah. people that doesn't jive with me at all that's not a respect okay um so where do we go with it i think the nhl at this point has just always said where they're going to support the players to make the right decision that they believe in their eyes they're going to let them choose that personally i don't think the flyers should have sat them out of the game i think that the that the consumers and the fans of the Flyers can make the decision on who they choose to support. And then the Flyers are going to have to make a decision on what they want to do with the player uh, based on that. Yeah, uh, freedom of choice in my eyes is not freedom of consequence with that. And I think it's just a bit of a cop-out for him to say that it goes against his religion. Like, I, To me, you are representing the organization at that point when you put on the jersey and go out there. And I mean, I won't get too far into how I feel about all this. If you really want to say how I feel, you can go to my Twitter account. Um, but what I'll add is I, I just feel bad that on a night that's supposed to support inclusivity and show that hockey is for everyone, this is the turn and this is the dialogue we're having now. And I feel for a Flyers, a gay Flyers fan who goes there last night, okay. excited to yeah. see their organization celebrate them and say, hey, you are a part of this organization. We support you. We're including you. And this becomes the topic. I, I just, I feel bad that this is where it had to go. And it's disappointing to see that Ivan Provorov, disappointing to put it lightly, that Ivan Provorov decided to take this route. Uh, we take a rather hard transition out of that topic and go to, as we said off the top, some exciting moments on the ice last night, including the Toronto Maple Leafs picking up another impressive victory. The other side of that coin is, man, the Florida Panthers. I mean, if they weren't toast before, they're toast now with your life on the line night in night out you can't be blowing leads but the Leafs storm back and it was thanks to two goals from William Nylander who ends the night with three points he snaps out of a six game goalless drought as well now he's up to 24 goals on the season Mike this guy in a season where Austin Matthews has kind of had a down year production wise Nylander stepped up and said don't worry 34 I got you I got you covered Oh, and that's why the, the Maple Leafs are just rolling because it's not just Matthews, Tavares, Marner. I mean, Nylander has really hit another level this season. You know, I, I still think he has a good chance at scoring 40 goals and putting up 90 points. And, you know, last night was one of those classic Nylander moments where he picks the game up and goes. Like, he missed a penalty shot earlier in the game, but he manages to score one off his noggin. Okay, the puck basically hits him in the head and goes in, but it's like, okay, I'm back. Then he takes over in overtime 
uh, and wins it with a nice move around Bobrovsky to his forehand. I saw his last game winner in overtime here in St. Louis. And I just kind of wonder about it. Like, what's Nylander's next contract going to look like? You know, like, if you ask me, this guy's probably going to have to set the bar at nine million bucks and go up from there. That's like, he's probably not going to get Rantanen or Kachuk money, but you look at that Philip Forsberg deal at eight and a half. If Nylander's put up 90 points and he scores 40, he's got to be in that range. So uh, the depth of the Leafs, and I wouldn't even call it depth with Nylander, but the strength of that forward core and lineup really came through. Uh, Murray stopped four of eight last night, and you know Sheldon Keefe ends up pulling him for Samsonov just to, to get a change. And, dude, if you're Florida, think about this, Tyler. They allowed seven power plays for the Maple Leafs. Like, how tired you get. They allowed two power play goals, but you also lose all your energy. It was just a microcosm of the two teams. Toronto's determined. Florida's going nowhere. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I love the Nylander contract discussion because he is eligible for an extension coming up here with only one more season after this one left on his deal. And I think we all remember how much difficulty those two sides had coming to an mm -hmm. agreement on his last deal. And if you're Nylander, you've scored more goals than Matthews and you only have four less points than Mitch Marner. How do you not sit there and look at Matthew's $11.6 million AAV and Mitch Marner's $10.9 million AAV when it's time to negotiate your new deal? How do you not sit there and go, I'm worth what those guys are getting because I can drive offense just as well as those guys. And this year has been a prime example of that. Like you mentioned 8.5. Remember, by the time this contract's up, if he walks it to UFA, we could get a cap increase of $4 million this summer, maybe another four after that. I think he might be a $10, $11 million guy by the time he's a UFA. No, there's no question. Like I say, you started at nine and you go up from there. It's all going to matter whether the Leafs are going to be able to keep him or not because open market. Yeah, I think you might be looking at nine and a half or ten for Nylander. Yeah, it'll be fascinating to see how that plays out or even if the Leafs this summer, I mean, if they might have a tough decision to make. If they're like, man, we might not be able to right. re-sign this guy coming up in a year. Uh, let's head out west and take a look at tonight's NHL slate where there is a big matchup between down in Calgary, between the Flames and the Colorado Avalanche. Both these sides, they need a big win pretty bad. You look at Calgary, they're hanging on to the last wildcard spot, but if you sort by points percentage, they are just barely hanging on to that last wildcard spot because Colorado is nipping at their heels. Four points back with three games in hand. This is basically a must-win game for each team here now that we're in the back half of the season. I'll start with Colorado, Mike. You know, they've had injuries. They've been really banged up this season. That is part of the reason, you know, the goals for per game probably isn't as high as they want and why they're sitting on the outside of a playoff spot. Their power play, which was lights out last season, has struggled or hasn't been as dominant, I should say, so far this year. But at some point, it gets late, and it's getting late early for the Avalanche. Remember last year with the Golden Knights? Everyone just kept saying at this point in the season, ah, well, don't worry, they'll get healthy, and then they'll go on a run. They're good enough to go on a run, and that run just never really came. There's going to come a point here for the Avs where, man, just saying, oh, we'll win 10 in a row at some point. That, that can't keep being the, the thing to point at. No, it kind of reminds me of Back to the Future 3 when they're on the train and they reach the point of no return, you know, where they got to go to the future or else they're going to go right off the cliff. And, you know, for the Avs, that point's coming here really quickly. They're four points out of a wild, the second wild card, card slot in the West. And guess who has that? The Calgary Flames. And for me, you know, the Flames have an easier second half. Uh, are, uh, than, than Colorado does in terms of the strength of who they're playing against. And Colorado, I mean, they haven't been able to really string it together this year, again, because of those injuries. And But they need things to happen now. Like, they can't wait for Landeskog, Manson, Byram to get back in the lineup. Uh, they're going to have to put up 50 points in the remaining 40 games to even have a thought about making playoffs. 
So that's a tall hill to climb, especially when you've got Calgary right ahead of you. Uh, and you look at the swing with this game, potentially. Calgary's got 51 points. you got Calgary with 47. Calgary wins the game. They're six points ahead. But there are games in hand for Colorado. So, I mean, for me, I think it's probably heavier on Colorado with tonight's game. They could, they really need to be able to start racking up points. And, you know, Calgary's been pretty mid all season. You keep waiting for them to take off. Well, neither of these teams can really guarantee it, but I would say the Avalanche has a better chance of it. But, dude, if they don't win some games in the next couple of weeks here throughout, you know, even through mid-February, it's going to end up being too late for Colorado before you know it. Yeah, it's pretty wild to look at the wild card standings in the Western Conference and see Edmonton, Calgary, Colorado, three of the final four teams standing in the Western Conference last season. And it's looking likely that one of them could miss the Stanley Cup playoff this season. The Calgary Flames obviously went through so much change this offseason and it just hasn't quite been clicking the same way it was for them last season when they won the Pacific Division. Let's get into our daily deadline countdown, which is up at dailyfaceoff.com. Our guy Frank Saravalli taking a look at another Pacific Division team. Well, more specifically, one of the decisions they have to make. The Vancouver Canucks and Andre Kuzmenko. They won the sweepstakes this offseason for the Russian winger. And boy, has it ever paid off for them. Almost a point-per-game player. A guy who on his ELC is more or less matching what JT Miller is doing. Well, actually, no. He is exactly matching what JT Miller is doing. And JT Miller got a nice big extension earlier this season. It's a fascinating look. And quite frankly, show could show their decision with Kuzmenko the real direction that they're going to take this thing because he is still, you know, he's middle-aged, 25, middle-aged in terms of NHL, that is. Um, he's put up a ton of points, but he's not exactly a play driver. And if this guy wants a big extension, I wonder if the Canucks, well, if they want to give it to him or if they can even afford to give it to him. Mike, should the Canucks look to keep this guy in the fold going forward, look at an extension, or should they sit there and say, hey, he was kind of found money. Now let's move on from him, get a second-round pick, get a prospect, get whatever, cut our losses now, but get an asset in return. I think it all depends on the comfortability of term. And if I'm Patrick Alvin, because he's the general manager, not Jim Rutherford, uh, I would, wouldn't want to go more than one year with Kuzmenko because you look at how desperately the Canucks have wanted to shed cap space. Can they really tie themselves up to a property in Kuzmenko that they're still unsure of what that player could be, especially like you say, like he's very opportunistic in how he scores. He's not a big driver with the puck. He can finish. I mean, he's going to probably score 30 goals this year. So, you know, if you can get him at one year, maybe a $7 million deal, does that work if you're Vancouver? I would say absolutely. Uh, but if you go any longer in that with term, it seems counterintuitive to what Rutherford and crew is trying to do, and that's free up cap space and not get committed to long-term contracts on questionable players because you just don't know. So it's a tough call. If they're not going to go long-term, I think you have to move them because to me, Kuzmenko, you know, you're probably going to be four years, five and a half. I don't know. Maybe he gets a little bit higher than that on the open market for longer term. But don't you think Vancouver is going to have to make that decision, Tyler, that's just purely what they're comfortable with and how long they want to keep him for? Yeah, I think that's kind of step one of the decision. But step two would be, what can you get for this guy? Because look mm -hmm. at the numbers this year again, 38 points in 42 games, and he's on that $950,000 contract. That's valuable to a contender. If you're willing to eat half of that, if you're the Canucks, every team in the league should, or every contender in the league should hypothetically be making you an offer for this guy. He's a good net front presence. He can produce 
he could give any team an offensive spark and he'll be dirt cheap. So I think you owe it to yourselves if you're the Canucks to at least look around and see what you can get. And I wouldn't be surprised if there are some pretty good offers rolling in for a guy who is scoring a lot and is on a dirt cheap contract. He will hold a ton of value ahead of the deadline. Certainly one of the situations we're keeping an eye on as we in the weeks leading up to the NHL trade deadline. Let's switch gears once again, get to our big segment this week. It's the next wave with Stephen Ellis. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Stephen Ellis is our guy associate editor and our prospect analyst at dailyfaceoff.com and the next wave is brought to you by Montana's Stephen Ellis the Calder Trophy. We're just past the halfway point so far this season. We've looked at a bunch of awards so far throughout this week now that we're kind of heading into the back half of the season. What's your stance on the Calder? Is it still Maddie Beneers to lose? I think so. I think Beniers is still the number one guy. He's been the one that's been leading the scoring for rookies all, all year long. Uh, you look at how good Seattle's been as a group, and I think this is someone who um, is going to be a future star. Well, not a future star, but he's going to be a long-term star for this team. He's the first kind of real star prospect they got. Um, but I think Mason McTavish is really in the fight here now, too. I think he kind of had a slow start to the season, and at, heading into the World Junior Camp, it's like, Maybe it's best he actually goes there because he wasn't scoring a lot. Um, but the one guy I'm also a really big fan of right now is Logan Thompson. And I don't think like his stats right now are not as good as they were, I'd say, a month and a half, two months ago. Um, but this is a guy that was a rookie who came in, had to take the starting role for a team that desperately needed another shot in the arm here uh, without Robin Leonard. And I think that goalies don't get enough love when it comes to the Calder race. But you look at the numbers that he's been able to put up, uh, you know, 40 wins is, is a potential here. Uh, and I think that's a huge bonus for a team that just kind of, a lot of people wrote off, thought they weren't going to be playoff material and instead they could win the division yeah it'll be interesting i mean they've got a, a tough go with some of the injuries that have taken place in vegas if they can get healthy and start winning again 
man, people really do, they vote based on wins. I remember Steve Mason winning the Calder back with the Columbus Blue Jackets on, under Ken Hitchcock, kind of a similar scenario. Uh, on Monday, I saw that you were at the BioSteel All-American Prospect game. Any players there that stood out to you, Stephen? Well, first off, if any of you saw my tweet about where I was sitting, I was sitting right behind basically these blinds, so I couldn't see the whole neutral zone of the ice, which was kind of fun. Um, but yeah, going out there for Plymouth was great, and uh, the one guy I really wanted to see was Will Smith, and uh, I'm going to have an article about him short, uh, later today about how he's one of the smartest two-way players in this draft, and uh, you know he's he's been putting up he's close to 60 points overall with the u.s uh, development team this year he'll be the guy i think a lot of people are really zoning in on at the u18 world championship in a few months but uh he was the mvp of that game and i know a lot of people myself included looked at that first period and said man this guy was not doing a lot but uh, he went out there and and was fantastic in the second half and again deserved the mvp one name i'm definitely keeping an eye on right now is jacob fowler a goaltender who uh not a lot of people were talking about him uh kind of heading into the 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 season but he plays so much bigger than a guy who is listed at six foot two. He moves very well, a very good glove hand. He was excellent at the World Junior A Challenge, so he's another guy that I think uh, could be one to watch as a maybe fifth, sixth goalie drafted this year. And then Oliver Moore, another one who uh, going and seeing what he was doing away from the U.S. National Development Program because it, it's most of those players played on one team, and then the other team was more USHL focused. And he was on the USHL team, which uh, in theory was a, a weaker team. Team. And he carried them. He scored the first goal. And, you know, there's an argument to be made. He could end up becoming the best player on this development program. Doesn't get as many points as some of the other guys. But I think if you need a guy who can just kind of do it all and put a lot of points on the board, uh, Oliver Moore is going to be a, a star in the NHL one day. Steven, you mentioned Jacob Fowler, a goaltender. And last year in the draft, we didn't have our first goalie taken until 41st overall. What's the crop like in the 2023 class? Will we see a goalie go in the first round? I think with this year's draft, there might be like 40 really good skaters. And then goaltending, I think it's kind of up in the air. Um, you know, there's uh, Mike Harabel um, out in the, in the USHL is one to watch. Uh, there's a couple guys out in the Western League. But I, I don't think we're going to see a guy in the first round. But I do think we're going to see a lot in the second and third round. The name I've been watching all year long closely is Trey Augustine, who was in that, uh, that, that top prospect game. And he was USA's World Junior starter, which I projected was going to be the case but you know a lot of 17 year olds don't start for the united states at the world juniors but i thought this is someone who not a big goalie uh he says he likes to look up to uh, uc soros which is very common uh by a lot of uh, smaller goalies obviously because he is one of the smaller ones um but it's someone who i think could be a starter in the nhl and it'd be great if he could grow a little bit but um so there's some decent goalie options i don't know if we got any starting goalie options though Fair enough. Always appreciate your time on the next wave, Stephen. It's brought to you by Montana's, their daily deals. They're bringing back the viewing party this year. And tonight, it's all you can eat ribs over at Montana's. So check out montanas.ca. They also have a brand new comfort menu out, which I was taking a look at the other day, and it looks fantastic. Stephen Ellis, I know you're a bit of a foodie. You could probably go put back some all you can eat ribs tonight. Absolutely. There you go. Thanks for your time, Stephen. Chat with you next week, man. Yeah, thanks so much.
Continuing along with the show, it's our inbox question. You can send them in on Twitter, hashtag AskDFO, or you can always drop one in to our YouTube chat as well. Mike, I asked Steven for his midseason awards pick for the Calder, so it's only fair to throw a Vesna question your way. Linus Allmark was crowned our winner at our daily face-off midseason awards, but the question for you is could anyone catch him? I think so. Uh, and what I base that off of is the fact that Linus Allmark and the Bruins – they really haven't faced much adversity yet this year, and it happens to every team at some point. Olmark's record, he's 23-2-1 with a 9.36 save percentage. That's otherworldly. It's going to regress at some point. I would keep an eye on Connor Hellebuck. He's been huge for the Jets. Didn't have his best game last night in Montreal. Uh, but the two that I think really have the best chance, Ilya Sorokin and UC Saros. If Saros can will the Predators into the playoffs, I think he has to take consideration. He's been unbelievable the past couple months, and Sorokin has the entire year. So I do think there's a chance for Allmark to be dethroned, but right now it's going to take some big-time adversity for the Bruins for that to happen. I wonder how much uh, how much more love Sorokin could get if the Islanders make the playoffs. Because, I mean, you look at the numbers he's putting up, even though the team's not winning right now, and I know we talked about this yesterday, but I almost think, like Shesterkin last year, if if the Islanders make the playoffs, Sorokin should not only be a Vezina candidate, but probably a Hart candidate as well, no? Oh, I mean, he's... Dude, he's allowed one goal in five of his last 11 games, and he only won four of those games. That shows you where the Islanders are at. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, let's move along to our daily face-off points bet, daily bets. And uh, an interesting slate tonight. I know there was someone in the chat. I'll get Kyler is hammering the underdog Colorado Avalanche in Calgary tonight. Not a terrible spot at all, but I have a couple of other plays lined up for tonight. For tonight so let's dig into it, courtesy of our friends at Points Bet Canada. The Dallas Stars taking on the San Jose Sharks. And honestly, I can't really believe where this line is set once again. Maybe it's a bit of a trap. Maybe I'm being fooled. But the Dallas Stars are one of the top teams in the Western Conference, one of the top teams in the league. They're 6-3-1 and one in their last 10 games. The Sharks have only won two of their last 10. I should not be getting plus 165 on the money line. I love, or on the puck line. I love this spot. And I am hammering that Dallas minus one and a half bet. And also, uh, no shot prop parlay. There was just not enough on the slate that I really liked. In fact, the only shot prop I do like this evening is Michael Backlund in Calgary. He had nailed this in six in a row, and then he finally missed it in their last game. I like him to bounce back. Minus 140 is a good spot. This guy has been remarkably consistent when it comes to hitting this bet so far throughout the course of the season. So I like going Backlund over two and a half and taking Dallas to beat the San Jose Sharks. And with that, Mike, I will throw it over to you for a little garbage time and a garbage time where you're going to give us an education. Yeah, I'm going to do my best here. And it's no rules, man. Like, it's funny for me when this happens. It's like once a week, something happens. Go you know, occurs in the NHL where my eyes bug out of my head and I go, why don't you know this rule? Now, this is a pretty funny play. Uh, Engvall on the Leafs actually knocks the stick forward or back towards Samson off his goaltender to give him a stick. Well, that's a penalty. You can't do that. But then Bo Bennett turns around because it's laying right in his feet and he shoves it away from Samson off and it goes the other direction. And Bedlam ensues. Lilligren, Lilligren ends up in the box instead of Engvall. So, I mean, it was kind of a calamity of errors here, but it still shows the point that there's at least two players on the ice here that just flat out either didn't know or ignored the rules. Engvall trying to shoot the stick back to his goalie 
and Bennett trying to shoot it out of the way. Like, I thought everybody knew this in Pee Wee's. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe they got caught up in the heat of the moment. But the rule book is free online, Tyler. Anybody can download it. If you can read, um, it helps. Because every single week, man, stuff happens and I can't believe it. And it's so clearly laid out in the rules. Like, I'm, I'm wondering if teams don't start to have an open book exam on the rule book to start the season for their players so they don't get caught with stupid avoidable penalties yeah okay so is there a way that'll be my question is there a way to legally return a goalie stick to a goalie so you can hand the stick to the goaltender but you can't play with two sticks in your hands at a time so yes there is a way for that goaltender to have his stick retrieved for him but it's not by shooting it to him all right. I like it. I like it. Professor McKenna checking in and giving us a little lesson on the NHL rulebook. Maybe these teams should just hire you and you can give these goalies and players a crash course on what to do and what not to do. Uh, fantastic edition of the show. Big shout out to Mike for uh, all the insight and analysis and to Stephen Ellis as well, who is around for the next wave. That is going to be a wrap on today's show. We'll be back tomorrow. You know, it, noon Eastern time to give you another 30 minutes of straight hockey talk. In the meantime, keep it locked on dailyfaceoff.com and we'll chat tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in to Daily Faceoff Live. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? 
but there's more. You gotta decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount, and that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's gonna find the back of the net first, and you're gonna wanna be careful, because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you gotta predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.